Shammer, Shammer, Shammer Sports Worldwide. Welcome to On the Rocks with Shark and the Hammer. It's your boys, Shark, and I am the Hammer. What's going on, Shark? How are you? I'm good, man. How's it going? Uh, living the dream, buddy. Living the dream. It is football time. It is a crazy week in the DFL playoffs. And even crazier was the deadest trade line, I thought, going into it. But here we are to talk about what actually happened, which turned out to be the most tinkered uh, trade deadline I think we've ever had. Yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of moving pieces, nothing major, but everybody was kind of playing i don't know if anyone knew if they were selling buying whatever so we got what we got yeah we sure did so i think what easiest thing to do is we'll go down the list of trades I'll- sure i gave graham geno smith and leonard fournette and i got back christian's second round pick josh palmer and some running back on the patriots named pierre strong hmm. who's probably not going to be a very strong player for you probably not a big piece no thought on that one i mean you got out at fournette on the right time it seems like way to jump on that yeah i it's i actually feel a little bit bad because i I think graham is maybe having some ptsd to the mike evans trade where he gave me all of his draft picks um i don't think it's that egregious but man i feel good not having leonard fournette on my roster right now well you know what you wouldn't have gotten as much if you had traded him this week compared to then so that was a good one um that looks lucky yeah, and then we did a whole podcast and mentioned both of these guys. You got a trade with Fitzy where you got Juju and Adam Thielen, and Fitzy got his own second, and you were third. Um, notice the theme of you giving people back their picks this uh, deadline, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, this will not be the last trade where I give somebody their pick back, so thanks for letting me buy your own players with your own money. Um, for me, I mean, I have some insight into this trade. This was not really a buy or a sell. The Thielen piece, hard to make that. That's a buy. He's 32 years old. I'm getting him for a couple weeks. That's it. Juju, I mean, we all know how I draft. If I could draft somebody like Juju in the second round, I'm ecstatic. So this was a short-term and long-term move for me. Yeah, I think that also goes along the idea of what we've talked about before, like understanding your own strengths and weaknesses. Like knowing what you can do with something, it makes it a uh, pick in your hands for a wide receiver is not as valuable, for instance, as it is in my hands. Right. Like it, you know your talents and you have to work around them. I am far better at getting better through trading than I am through the draft. So that's a theme with me. You'll see a lot of picks leaving my roster today. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm not good at trading. I feel like I lose every trade, but in the moment, I'm really excited about them. But <laughs> Uh, next is Shark, you're involved in another trade. You tried to keep the deadline alive for us to have a podcast because I kept saying how bad it was going to be. And you're was, like, no, no, I'm going to make sure it's not. <laughs> I was dragging it across the finish line, kicking and screaming. Yeah, it's like dead carcass you were dragging. But uh, so you got Antonio Gibson uh, and Christian got his own second rounder back. Falls in line with what I, you know, just talked about with Juju. I don't know what Gibson's future holds, but he's still only 24 that's about as good of an outcome in a draft as I could get is getting somebody like him in round two. But I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Is he sticking around in Washington? Is Brian Robinson actually good enough to keep that job? So it turns out, I don't think Brian Robinson is very good. I also don't think Ron Rivera is very good anymore. So I don't know. I don't really know. It depends on where he lands. I could see Gibson ending up as like, like uh, Royce Freeman type guy where he just keeps going to teams and he gets, keeps falling down depth charts, but he stays in the league. Yep. But I also could see Gibson bouncing back and being like a 
eighth round value running back, like that zero running back land. Mm-hmm. I figure his long-term upside for me is probably J.D. McKissick, which is not yep. great. But again, for a second round pick, I've not drafted anybody good in the second round ever. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's worth a shot. You seem much more content taking shots on players in the league versus taking them on the draft picks. And it's a lottery ticket either way. So, yep. you know, it is what it is. And then let's see, the next trade involves me. Uh, so I felt like I had to get in here somehow. I like couldn't completely <laughs> sit out the deadline. You couldn't uh, let so me I got, it. no, I couldn't let you own it. Uh, so I got, so I made the trade of the deadline, the biggest trade anybody's ever seen. I dealt with the champ, Petriello. He got my third round pick and I got Robert Tanyan. I'm hoping maybe my bad luck is going to infect his team now that he has one of my draft picks. <laughs> it's really got something. A, it seems like it's working. Well, so yeah. as I said in Slack, this was more motivational than positional. I needed to kick light a fire under Cole Komet. And yeah. since the trade, he has been unstoppable. Five touchdowns in two games or something stupid like that. It's been amazing. I only played him for one of them because, of course, because I'm an idiot. But uh, he's, you know, he's back. So now, Tanya, basically, I got a backup tight end for a third-round pick, which I'm hoping is the 36th pick. And whatever, at that range, you know, they're all garbage. Yeah, I don't think this trade moves the needle much for either team, but it made sense. Now, this was the biggest trade so far that we've gotten to. And this is Pauly getting Cortland Sutton and giving Brett his two. Looking at Paul's team, you're seeing that pick is somewhere in the 8 to 10 range, I would guess. Most likely, um, yeah. Yeah, just for argument's sake, it's somewhere in that window. And for Cortland Sutton, yeah, I guess. I, I guess Russ bothers me, so I don't know. Like, I'm torn on it. It's it's tough. I don't know. I've never been high on Sutton. I traded for him once. He lasted on my team for two weeks. I didn't like him. Um in the last four games, he's been wide receiver 69, 67, 76, and 32. 32 being this most recent one where he had six catches for 60 yards. Uh, he's 27. He's tied long-term to the Broncos. So is Russell Wilson. But also, he's the best receiver Paulie's ever had. I don't know. I was going to say that it was just going to say this goes along with what I was saying about knowing what you're good and bad at. Like for Paul, like Cortland Sutton would be the like number one receiver in his Hall of Fame on his team. Like, yeah. he's the Jerry Rice of Paul's team. He's so the first like, ever Ring of Honor contender. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what? He got better from that, and all he gave up was a two, and twos are lottery picks. Again, yeah, I mean, it's the same as my trades. I don't mind giving up a two. If you get a start out of a player, he's worth a second-round pick. Yeah. That's my philosophy. Yeah, and, yeah if you're getting the start, uh, and that that goes along with the, what we talked about last week about getting starters. And I'm not trading something of value for a bench piece. No, like I'll upgrade. Like for you getting feeling a third for a bench piece, I think makes sense. A second rounder, I want a starter. Yep, second round, I want a starter. You can get Justin Jefferson in round two. That's not likely. Far more often than not, you get someone who never plays for you. So if you trade a second for a starter, I feel like you're more likely than not are going to win that trade. Yep, yep, exactly. Well, speaking of trade winning, we're not going to be able to pass judgment on this one just yet. But the next trade that occurred was Rutherford getting. Uh, so Rob got Tyler Heineke, and Fitzy got Rob's five. Weird Which, one to see come across. <laughs> I didn't know how to react to this. I mean, and now we shouldn't because it, there's a reason he did it. So it it ties into two more trades that we're going to get to. It also ties back to what Fitzy did a year ago when he gave up a second round pick, which I gave him back. We just talked about it. 
and David Njoku just for Tyler Heineke. I just feel like if Tyler Heineke's involved, the trade is a head scratcher. Yeah, I just don't know why he's being dealt. But he's been dealt multiple times now. He's clearly uh, like trade fodder in the DFL. I mean, he's making a run for most traded player of all time. Yeah, who did we land on for that so far? Brady's in the top. Brady's up there three or four. Um, I think we said Mike Evans had been traded four times. Five Joku's times. been traded three or four times by now. Yep. Cortland Sutton's been traded a couple times. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. There's no real stars and no, like, really shitty. I guess Tyler Heineke would be the worst player dealt multiple times. Probably, he's, he's probably of the three-plus players. He's the worst. Yep. So we'll skip ahead of this because they'll go together also. We'll go to uh, Rob's next trade, which took Tyler Heineke and his second round pick and sent it to Ryan. And he got Keenan Allen and Tom Brady at a combined age of 232. Rough estimate. I feel like you may have gone under there, but I think you're right on. Ballpark. I don't know. I mean, for both teams, it's underwhelming and makes absolute perfect sense. Why wouldn't Rob take Keenan Allen and Tom Brady? He's got a real chance, as good as anyone besides you, including you, at winning the championship. And for Ryan, there's a real chance Keenan Allen and Tom Brady combined for no value ever after this season. There's a chance they might not be valuable this season. Keenan Allen, like are you confident he's playing? Three? If I give you an over/under of three and a half games for the rest of the year, under. Are you confident betting? No, I mean I'm confident betting the under because I don't. Yeah, twenty-nine-year-old hamstrings do not heal. I just don't see it. And but I think, if he does get three games, Rob is got Keenan Allen on his team. That's right. Huge, it's worth the gamble. It's worth a gamble. It's a good bench piece. I mean, the problem is. Are you going to start him his first game back? No, you're not. So then he gets 30 points on your bench. And then you put him in the second game, and then he re-aggravates the injury and gets you two points. Like, I feel like it's just as likely that Allen helps Rutherford as it is that he starts and derails his season. Oh, I'm rooting for the second on that, I will say. Uh, I'm all for his season getting derailed. I Um, do not blame you for that one. He scares me. Yeah, his team's nasty. Luckily, he'll run into cap issues at the end of the year, so he'll have to maybe not be so good. But right now, this is the peak of uh, Rob's team. He's got to go all in. Yeah, I I would agree with that. So, And then from Ryan's perspective, he's got Deshaun Watson. He's got the number one overall pick. You take a shot at Heineke. I mean, if, I don't think Carson Wentz is getting that job back. I don't know about you. We've touched on Washington already, but why would you go back yeah. to Carson Wentz at this point in time? There's no reason. If I'm and in Ryan's case, Ryan liked to have a player to start. So now he doesn't have to worry for a couple of games. He's got Taylor Heineke in the quarterback. Set it and forget it. When you're one and nine, being able to set and forget your lineup is the best. Why not? Now, over, overall, there's a, a constant theme with Ryan, and he's given himself options in 2023. Yep. Yeah, he really has set himself up nicely. He's got – how many picks does he have now? I want to say he has four threes. Something like that. He's got a couple twos, a lot of threes, still just one. We still have not had a single 2023 first round tra- pick trade hands. That this is the longest we've ever gone with that. But he's got a bunch of picks and he's got a he's got a decent number of young pieces too. Yeah. Yeah. His team is not in total disarray. I mean, they're bad. He he bottomed out. He's set up and it might be a two, three year rebuild, but that's why you gotta get Keenan Allen and Tom Brady out of there. Exactly. Yeah, so that was a smart move by him. And then another deal he made, which speaking of getting younger, he made a deal with you. You got Melvin Gordon, and he got Zamir White. 
I mean, Gordon's in the same tier as Keenan Allen and Tom Brady. You don't know that he's going to play next year. He's going to be 30 years old. Do I believe in Zamir White? Probably about as much as you do. Probably not that much. But he's got a chance to be a roster piece for a couple more years, so you take him. Yeah, he has a shot to be, uh, what was his name, Jim Richard. Uh, on the Raiders, I could see Zamir White falling into that role. Yep. The annoying, maybe I should start him, but every time I start him, he does nothing, guy. Yeah, but he's on your team. He's value. He's six points a week. And then for me, I hope I never have to play Melvin Gordon. But, I mean, this one, there's no way to put it any other way than this was a buy. This was, yeah. I got rid of Fournette. I don't know what Gibson's going to be, so let me get another piece that could start for me. Yeah, yeah. You both bought and sold somehow. Yep. Yeah, it's amazing. Look at me go. Yeah. I yeah. What I do for this pod. Yeah, it was all for everyone. <laughs> um, but actually, so we can get to we'll do the uh there's two very tiny trades, and then we'll focus really on the meat of the biggest trades of the uh deadline. So yeah. Fitzy got uh, Vellis Jones and Rob got his own five back. I mean, that's just there's not much to that one. So basically Fitzy traded away Taylor Heineke for Vellis Jones. Yeah, the- so yeah, that's a trade. Okay, moving I, on. I feel like we've already given it more air than it needs. Yep. Um, next is Graham got Robert Woods and Rob got Brett's four. So I feel like Rob's done a good job of recouping late picks that he may have given up or replaced. Yeah, he, he kind of traded some away and then didn't leave the cupboard barren for next year. So I, I can appreciate that. Woods held no value to him. No, and Woods is on the Titans now, right? I don't even know. Yeah, so that's why yeah. Graham wanted him. Yeah, so that makes sense. So that, again, we've given that enough air. Now, the two biggest deals of the deadline were involving Graham. So great conversation time. There we go. The first one is, did you know that Brett had Bobby Wagner to trade? I had no idea. I did not. I think he just picked him up like a week ago. Oh, uh, he must have just gotten him. That makes sense. Yeah. But uh, Graham Wagner his own three, and his own five. And Brett got Damian Harrison, Odafe Owe, the Ravens defensive line. I'm pretty sure I said that right. I would say, yeah. And I guess we should clarify that this is one of the biggest trades in volume, not necessarily in skill. Not in skill, no. Bobby Wagner is a monster, but let's be honest. Um, I I don't know. It makes sense, I guess. I think... Graham needed to get his three to complete the next trade, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so that's exactly. That, that is really all the insight that we have on this one from Brett. I don't yep. know. Why would you trade away draft picks? But uh, Damian Harris is better than anyone you'll draft with those picks. So I get it. Well, you know what? All joking aside, Brett and Jeff all of a sudden are in the playoff race. So if you look <laughs> at the standings, I mean, they're, you know. They're right there. They're one game great. out. Yeah, not looking great, but, you know. They're alive. Maybe yeah. maybe he's going for it. Why not? I mean, if you're going to play, play to win. Yeah, exactly. So, and then this next trade was the one that really, uh, really got our attention. This was Graham got Alvin Kamara and Corderell Patterson and Ryan got Javante Williams and Graham's three. What are your thoughts on that one? This was the biggest trade. I mean, Kamara was the, you know, one of the highlights that we talked about last week besides Stefan Diggs. I think we pinned him as the biggest possible piece to get moved. He's, it makes sense for Graham. Graham was five and four when he made this trade. He has since lost to Jeff. We all know how he feels about that. It doesn't actually change anything. He's right in the race. Kamara is potentially a game changer. He's a superstar. He's 
been struggling a little bit, but he still has four running back one finishes in his last six games. Like that's what Graham needed. Cordero Patterson or however you say his name. Sure. It's a good bench piece. I'm sure Graham is hoping he never has to start him. And then for Ryan, does Javante Williams just automatically step into his biggest upside player? I think he might. Yeah, I think he is. I don't know. Two injuries, ACL, LCL. And if he's ever going to be the same, we see with J.K. Dobbins, he might not be. But Ryan needed to unload some more aging pieces. He's done that here. I like it for both teams. Hope somebody's checking on him. He seemed a little despondent. Dropping a five and five. He's not very pleased with how things are going, but he's still alive. He's in it. He's got Alvin Kamara now. And like we, he'll have Kamara for the rest of the season. Past that, who knows? I, I don't know. There's a suspension looming. I don't think Graham really thought about it for next year. He shouldn't have. We have to assume no. that he's going to get suspended. I don't know. Is it going to be a two game suspension? Is it going to be an eight game suspension? There was video that came out, but we didn't get a lot of reaction from it. Is this going to just go away? I mean, what are what are we thinking with Kamara for next year? I wouldn't be shocked if he's out for the whole year, and I also wouldn't be shocked if he got a two-game suspension because the NFL has no consistency with stuff like that. No. But Patterson could not. also be out of a job after this season too, which is an interesting part. So, But Graham going all in makes sense because what was he going to do, go in with uh, Chilba Hubbard as his running back one? Right <laughs> for a playoff run, like that's not happening. <laughs> no, he he's already got no quarterbacks. You can't have no running backs either. It makes football really hard to win. Yeah, he can't be carried by Tyreek Hill and Mark Andrews as much as he's trying. Yeah, I mean he's given it hell to do it, but uh, yeah, I think he got better. I think I think Graham's improved. So here's what I wanted to look at. So yep. let's start with Ryan, being that he's the worst team in the league. He's got the most to grow. So he sent out, and I love this old guys. He sent out Kittle. He sent out Melvin Gordon. He sent out Keenan Allen. He sent out Tom Brady. And coming back, he got DJ Moore, Heineke, Zamir Graham, and he got three picks. He got Petriello and Graham's three and Rob's two. That's a great move when you're one and nine. I think he had a great deadline. I, I would give Ryan's deadline an A. I mean, considering nobody was really strongly interested in buying, Ryan got as much as you could possibly get. And I don't think that he made out poorly in any trade. Those are four guys who serve value to the rest of the league, but they have absolutely no value to him right now. No, you can build around DJ Moore and Javante Williams. I don't know, DJ Moore. Maybe he'll get a quarterback someday. Maybe he'll escape Carolina someday. But he's yeah. worth it. You, you buy low on him, right? Like th- That's what Ryan did. Is He bought low on a bunch of guys that a year ago we considered consensus studs. Well, let's think of it this way. If going into next year, DJ Moore is 95% of what he is right now, and Javante is 80% of what we hoped he would be. That's a good haul. That is probably better than Alvin Kamara and Keenan Allen are next year. Yeah. So, so. that's a good move right there. Next, uh, I was looking at your team. I'm going in the uh, from bottom up order. So for you, <laughs> very confusing <laughs> when I look at this list. Uh, so coming in, coming in, you got Juju, Adam Thielen, Antonio Gibson and Melvin Gordon. Clear, clear buying. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Going out, though, you have Zamir White, Gino, Fournette, Fitzy's two, Christian's two, and your own three. So that's a lot of moving parts, but when you dig in deep to it, I realized you didn't actually give up those picks because you already had them, so they got their own picks back. So it's not like you're that behind. I, 
What were you thinking? Let, have a, let's just go there. <laughs> I, I was not really intending to do any of these trades. Uh, for me, the biggest thing was I have to get Geno Smith off my roster before the trade deadline because he will not have – there's a chance he will not have any value in the offseason, depending on what Seattle does. And then I am, you know, I'm, I'm not that smart, but I kind of saw the writing on the wall in Tampa Bay. I really believe in Rashad White, so I wanted to double down on that. I figure if I could get fair value for Fournette, the starter, and maybe he turns into Fournette, the backup, that's a huge win. So yep. buy or sell on that move. It was just about getting pieces off of my team that I didn't like long-term. No, now the guys you brought in, do you feel like it makes you more of a contender this year? Or Well, if we had had this conversation before Juju was murdered on Sunday, I would say it makes me more of a contender this year. Now, I think I'm kind of right where I was, which was still a contender in fairness. I mean, I'm trotting out CD Lamb, DK Metcalf, Patrick Mahomes, and Dak Prescott every week. So I, I've scored 200 points as much as any team in the league. I'm a contender, but I'm not. Great. I also could score 130 any given week. I think we called me the biggest boomer bust team a month ago. Yep. That still rings true to me. Yeah, I think that's all fair. I think, you know, 10 teams are still alive for the playoffs right now. So yep. you got to take the shot where you can. I, I think I look at your team and I think it's very much treading water, like just moving, yep. moving pieces around the board. Um, next, Graham. So this is a longer, longer list. So coming in for Graham, he's got Gino, Kamara, Cordero Patterson, Bobby Wagner, his own three and his own five. Going out, he has Javante Williams, Damian Harris, Odafe Owe, uh, Christians two, his own three and his own four. So there's, I guess the threes cancel each other out because they came and went. For him. It's a, it's a lot. Graham was busy. Graham was busy, but I don't really, he, he gave up stuff, but he also didn't. I, I was looking at this confused, and it made me think of one real question. He got all these guys. Clearly, Graham's in. Clearly, he's not happy with how things went the last two weeks since his trade deadline. So yeah. my question for you is, would Graham missing the playoffs be considered a disaster after this deadline? Or he didn't give away anything of value, so who cares? I think if you ask Graham, it would be a disaster. No questions asked. And I think that he made these moves with the intent on contending on saying Tyreek Hill is having an historic season and let's give him every piece he can around him to make a run at some money. I think long-term he didn't give up a one. I believe he still has his two. I'm not entirely sure on that. And the only piece of consequence he really gave up is Javante Williams coming off of two surgeries. He may have made a bunch of moves that are all in, where he didn't hurt himself. I mean, do you think that he gave up a lot of pieces next year? No, I felt like he went all in, but I feel like he walked away with players that uh, he didn't give up a lot. Like he, like you said, he still has his own two. He has his own first. That's not really giving them. He gave up really Javante Williams. Amy That's Harris it. is whatever. And the yeah. defender from the Baltimore is whatever. Yeah. That's I'm going to go check his uh, cap situation because now it's going to be a mess after this season. Yeah. I mean, he gave up with Kamara. Javante Williams is the only piece while you're looking at that. We don't know what he's going to be, but he's got some older guys, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, his quarterback situation. I mean, Geno Smith, his value lies in this year. I get it. I understand why he did what he did. I don't, I don't think even if he misses it, I would regret it. You made the move you make, yeah. and now you just see what happens. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a bad one. So he's sitting at 266 right now, and he has Michael Pittman coming deal at the end of the year and let's see if there's anyone else 
yeah, Michael Pittman's the only one coming off a rookie deal, and you got to figure that's going to bump. So he's going to be a, he's going to have cap issues. He's going to have to make some moves or some tough decisions. But he'll probably get rid of some of his five quarterbacks. If <laughs> if Kamara is suspended for a decent amount, he's going to be a two dollar player. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it, it's up in the air, but it's something he's going to have to keep an eye on. I mean, he went he in what he acquired, he went all in for this year, and why not? Worth a shot. Yep. Massive movement was rough. Rob obviously is right now, I think, the uh, the number one. Despite me having the better record, I think his team is the scariest right now. I think he's the favorite. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would put him. And according to Fantasy Pros, they think he's the favorite too. According to them, he has a 28% chance to win the league. I have a 27. He brought in Tyler Heineke, Keenan Allen, Tom Brady, Brett's four, and his own five. And, and then he sent out his own five, Taylor Heineke, Robert Woods, Vellish Jones, and his own two. He didn't really spend much. He basically, all things being equal, uh, spent a round two pick, got Keenan Allen, Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he did – it was worth it. I mean, he did the opposite correctly of what Ryan did. Ryan bought low on a bunch of guys with long-term upside, and Rutherford bought low on a bunch of guys that maybe help him in December. Yeah. Yeah, He he's focused on this year. Nothing past uh... – right now i mean he's all in this is he's the heavy favorite right now yeah there is a two-team race there are a couple teams that could spoil things but this is a two-team race right now yeah as of right now i mean i'm looking at the fantasy pros they give me a 27 rob a 28 uh next is uh ed's team with a 10 percent chance at a title so they're looking at this as a heavy two-team favorite they clearly don't understand that Petriello's team automatically has a 99% chance of winning the title in this league, but. Right. Yeah. I mean, he got better by getting worse with losing Cooper cup. We are now going to all write him off, which means that he's going to somehow get better. I don't know how Uh-oh. I can't explain it, but it, it is happening. The ultimate, nobody believes in us title. Yeah. How else do you win the fifth other than nobody believes in us? Yeah. He picked up. I don't Chris Moore. I think his name is off of waivers this morning. Everyone else in Houston is going to get hurt and Moore is going to start scoring 30 points a week. It's going to happen. It, it, this yep. is what Petrello does. Yep. It's just the way it works. So the last thing I wanted to talk through was just overall dynasty perspective of these teams. Now I looked at the fantasy pros rankings. I have no idea what their point system means, but the way they broke it down for us is dynasty purposes, your team long-term, they have the worst team in the league is Brett at a 68 out of 100. Yep. Next is Ryan at 71 out of 100. I mean, those two teams are in major rebuild. Yeah, those Nothing two teams are bad. They have one or two pieces that will be on their team when they're contenders, but they need to overhaul everything. Yep. The next group, we have seven of uh, seven teams. So we have Shark, Fitzy, Jeff, Petriello, Paul, Christian, and Graham in the 80s. So Shark, Fitzy, and Jeff, all three of you were 80. Petriello, 82, Paul and Christian, both 84, and then Graham at 85. So that's the middle of the league. It seems pretty on point, I think. Those are a lot of teams kind of battling where the playoffs would be, which is kind of what it looks like in the league right now. I think that's fair. I take a little bit of offense to being lumped in with Paul, uh, Jeff and Fitzy, but, you know, that's just me. I like to think having uh, two quarterbacks is worth more than that. Yeah, I would be offended by that also if I was lumped in with them. But also, uh, you know, they're ba- Jeff's battling for a playoff spot for the first time. He's, he's only one game worse than me in the standings. So, yeah, can so I really complain that much? Yeah, uh, Petriello at 82. His team is built for now, not for Dynasty. Um, still good, still battling, but, you know, they're yeah. not a long-term great team. No. 
Paul and Christian at 84 makes sense. I feel like they're both kind of – they have good pieces. They have some young pieces. They're shaping up. You know, they hit her one or two more. They could jump into the next tier. I would agree with that. Um, Graham at 85, he's deep right now. I would say looking at Graham's team, he's kind of deep with all those pieces he just added. He he's just doesn't have down. a quarterback. No, no, but who needs a quarterback? I mean, look at the Giants. They don't have a quarterback. Hey, now, watch what you say. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, a, I'm a convert. <laughs> but they're literally not allowed to throw in the fourth quarter, which is kind of like Graham's team. Hey, we do what we have to to win. Uh, yeah, I mean, you take Graham's roster and you give him my quarterbacks, and he's un- he's unstoppable. Or you give him Fitzy's quarterbacks with Tua and Heineke. I don't know if Tua, Fitzy, I guess, got rid of Heineke. But, like, yeah. just give him a quarterback, and he's on another level. Yeah, yeah. He If he if he had Mariota, he would be a step up. Yeah. Um, so that's the 80. So I think that's pretty accurate with all those teams in the middle. Then the top three in the league, Ed at 92, me at 96, and Shocker, Rob at a perfect 100 out of 100. Um, those all make sense to me where they're ranked. I, I mean, you're the three best teams for this year. You're the three teams I'd put money on for next year. If there's no cap included, I don't see how you and Rob especially fall off. Luckily for the rest of us, there is a cap included. Yep. Then again, yep. we've seen Petriello ignore that and just run the table for half a decade. So maybe the cap doesn't matter that much. Who knows? It's really going to come down. Like, so it's interesting. There's two very different approaches going on. So I'm curious to see how it plays out for Rob and I. I purposely saved cap space for next year, yep. knowing that I was going to run into this problem. He said, fuck that cap space and totally went all in this year. He, he might have $400 uh, going into next season on his cap. So it, curious to see how this plays out. It's going to be a fun off season. It's going to be a fun finish before we get to that though. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting finish. We have a mo- couple, two monster games this weekend. Rob and I battling. Basically if I win this one, I pretty much can lock up the number one seed for the year. Yep. Um, if Rob wins, it depends point scenario. He's got the 10 point lead on me right now, which will take our new rule that we voted on this offseason and really hammer home the importance of points. <laughs> Graham loves to hear it. Just freaking out. He's like playing Russian roulette by himself right now. He's so unhappy. <laughs> he hates the DFL. Uh, hates the DFL. He hates it. Him and Brett just have their own side chat now, just hating us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Slack 2.0. Grand yeah. Brett, the DFL. Fuck <laughs> yeah, the DFL league. Oh. So, I, but then the other game you were saying, two huge games, is Graham Oh, yeah. So is Graham against Pauly. Yeah. If that Paul one wins this one, that could just really knock Graham into a spiral where his team doesn't come back this year. Well, Graham has no Mike Evans, no Tyreek Hill, no Leonard Fournette. There's somebody else, uh, no Geno Smith. Like his team has so many buys this weekend. I think that's why he put so much pressure on himself to beat Jeff last week. Yeah. He, there is a real chance he's going to lose. But then again, Paulie has no Kyler Murray because it sounds like he's trending towards not playing. I don't know if you've seen the forecast. Josh Allen might be playing in feet of snow on Sunday. I don't know what that's so. going to look like. I do too. As a football fan, just give me a blizzard. Yeah. I hope that game is an absolute disaster. Three nothing, and I'm excited. And then oh, the crazy gonna... Pats win game. Yes. So like I don't. This game is going to be low score. You and you and Rob, the loser, might score 230 points. Graham and Paulie, the winner, might score 130 points. Yeah. Yeah. It's shaping up. It'll be an interesting move. But I think depending on the outcomes of those two games could really set forth how the rest of the season goes for the league. Um, 
it's really shaping up. And unfortunately for Graham, he's going to, based on this, he's going to run into a scenario where he's got to play my team week 14 and it may be the difference in the playoffs or not. Which, yeah. That just sucks. That just sucks running into a, you know, the top team in the league and just shit. <laughs> you, you, when you have that, when you look at your schedule ahead of time, which I always say, don't look at the schedule, but when you look at your schedule and you see that you want to wrap it up by week 13. Yep, exactly. Yeah. You want to try to avoid that scenario. So, yeah. uh, we're going to see how it goes. So what's your, uh, what's your predictions right now? Where, where do you think we end up? And then I'll tell you guys mine and what fantasy pros is projecting for us. Playoff teams. I mean, I think we, we know you and Rob are in. I think that Edward is going to make it. He's five and five, but he's still running the table. I would love to predict Petriello to fall out. It is not going to happen because I can't put that juju on him. He is going to make the playoffs somehow, some way. He's still in there. That leaves two spots up for Graham, up for <laughs> up for grabs and Graham up for does Graham, not huh? I see what you there. <laughs> two spots up for Graham and he gets neither. Paulie and I take the final two spots. I don't know what's going to happen, but we're looking at you and Rob in a crash course for the championship. Uh, do we reseed in the playoffs in this league? I don't remember. We do. So the we you do. have to be a division champion to get a bye. So you and Rob are going to have the byes wrapped up. From there, the third division champion and the three wild cards are seeded three through six. You don't have to be a division champion to get the three seed. And then we reseed in the second round. So if you're the one seed, you will play the lowest remaining team in the second round. Yep. So I, I have the same playoff teams as you. The reason I'm asking, I'm hoping I, I can avoid let Rob and Petriello murder each other in the second round. And then hopefully I'll just have to feast on the carcass in uh, the finals would be my dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, or you might get, you know, the final four, most likely, if we're all going to put money on it, is you, Petriello, Rob, and Edward. Like, they're the four teams. Even with Petriello falling apart, I'm still putting him in there over me and Pauly. Those are the four strongest, and that's what I think. I think it's going to come down to that final four, and once you're in the final four, it's all luck. It's just Uh, a crapshoot. Any one of you could win the championship. Petriello's getting number five. Lock it in. Yep. So the way they're shaping this up, uh, Fantasy Pros projections right now has me at the one seed, Rob at two, uh, Petriello at three with an 83% chance. They basically have Rob is over 99 and I'm 100 already for yep. playoff odds. Uh, 83% chance Petriello's in at the three seed, uh, 81% chance for Pauly in the four seed. They seem to really like Paul's, I guess, schedule going on for the rest of the year and having Josh Allen and Kyler should, if they're healthy, really set him up for a good run. Yep. Uh, they have Ed at five with a 76% chance. And then this is the spot torn. Uh, 60% chance they have you making the sixth seed. Seventh seed with a 46% chance is Christian. And eighth seed with a 44% chance is Graham. So they don't like Graham's odds right now. And I get it. He's losing more points to buy than anybody else the rest of the way. And he's got you in week 14. The odds are stacked against him. I'll tell you what, if I'm Graham, I really wish I had beaten Jeff last week. Yep. Seven losses is going to be uh, seven losses is going to get you in the playoffs, I think, but it's going to be dicey. Whereas six losses and you're in six, eight and six, you're in seven and seven. You got a chance. Yep. Exactly. So that's where we're shaping up and it should be a fun rest of the season. And then uh, real quick, are you excited for our next podcast? We'll give you guys a little sneak peek about what we're going to be talking about. I am stoked. So we are not doing Thanksgiving episode three because let's be honest, we perfected it last year. So we got yeah, a little totally skeptic. unbiased opinion. It was perfect. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I, I, everyone I've talked to, which is you has agreed with me. So I think that we nailed it. hundred percent approval rate. <laughs> it's, 
as long as you only ask two people, you can't fail. So, so what are we doing? We are moving on to a big picture holiday. We are going to go with a holiday food breakdown. What exactly that means? You're going to find out, but we're keeping it in the family and expanding. Yep. We're growing on the holidays. We're going to become the holiday breakdown uh, podcast at one of these days when we lose the DFL focus, <laughs> uh, which would be any day at this rate if we keep going. But yeah, uh, awesome. Shark, always a pleasure doing this with you, buddy. I'm really glad we got to get another one in. Hopefully my editing of this doesn't fuck us up too badly. And guys, get ready. Playoff time is almost here. Go with DFL. <laughs>